Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. I'm just so happy. <laughs> I knew. So, we had Lady Smith Black oh, Rabazza yeah. went here. That's bad. I, I didn't even remember that I had made that one. That's Great. Yeah, no, Lady Smith Black Mombazo is. So this is, I don't know, I just feel like we're going to go down this this road here for a second. Um, yeah, Lady Smith Black Mombazo is the, the backup vocals that Paul Simon used on Graceland. That's right. That's right. And, you know, they're fantastic. And, you know, he'd kind of, at that period in his creative career, he liked to get invo- involved in, you know, native music, right? right. That's what That's right. Um, uh, Obvious Child, same thing, you know, with Central America, right? That's right. Central South America. Anyway, so, uh, but Lady Smith Black Mombazo. Um, oh, okay. All right. Uh, and it's really great. It's a, a really great of, on a revisit. Really great albums. Yeah. And, you know, of course, there you hear him on The Graceland. And then he did, like, Passion, the, you know, the movie, the, the Nikos Katanzakis um, book that got adapted to The Last uh, Temptation of Christ. Uh, and Passion was the soundtrack to that, which he did. Oh, wow. And it I wasn't, I mean, they weren't on this, but it's sort of all of that, you know, indigenous sort of music sound that was very popular in the, gosh, what, late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, I think so, sure. Uh, And I've got all of it. (laughs) Back when MTV showed video stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, (laughs) that's all I found out. So so anyway, there you go. Uh, Yeah, and uh, just all kinds of good stuff. 514 here on News Radio 92.3. It's half off chocolate day. Oh. Oh. All right, it's Constellation Day then. Constellation? Constellation. Oh, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. All I right. thought you meant all the stars were aligning for me. Oh, by the and way, dude, I know. how many <laughs> day before Valentine's Day fake holidays are there? Because I was looking up yesterday, and there's like all of them. Like, yes. you know, show love to a black person day, show love to Leslie Nope's day, show love, <laughs> you know, show love to your female friend. This, seriously, there's like, I, I this thing came up on my um, uh, social media. I'm like, what in the, <laughs> February 13th is like, all kinds of different holidays. Sure. Well, I thought like because Valentine's, like we always celebrate. That's to get together with your friend, your for your yeah, girlfriend. Right. Sure, sure, right. sure. But that should be the day after Valentine's because everything is on sale. Right. And and also, Hello? wouldn't that be the day where you want to be like, you know, so how'd it go yesterday? <laughs> you know, and you yeah, can kind of right. So you can dish a little bit. Right. Hello? Exactly. Oh my goodness. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Or <laughs> holiday or you, you could celebrate Valentine's Day the way um, Sheriff Johnson did. Oh no. Okay. Okay, well, I think this is my first ever Valentine's Day press conference. And it's kind of appropriate because we're going to tell you about a love story. Maybe a little on the uh, salty side, but just bear with me. Yeah, it's sort of of a love story, but it's the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's love story. So back in April of 2022, we responded to a domestic disturbance where um, the person in here, Stephanie Purdue, shot her husband in the throat. The husband survived, she goes to jail, then she bonds out, and she meets the love of her life, David Bollier. So, they strike up a friendship. A friendship. (laughs) So, this is an awful story, right? I mean, guy's married to a woman and stuff happens. We don't have a lot of details here, but the end result of that stuff is that she shoots him in the throat. And then she goes to jail, and then... 
she meets, as he said, the love of her life, this collier dude. So, okay. So she's out on bond, right? I mean, she's out facing a, you know, shooting in the throat charge. Um, and then. Then in November 2022, Stephanie violates the DVI with her husband and is put back in the center of the So now that she has the new love of her life, um, she doesn't want her husband around anymore. So she starts talking to somebody in the jail about getting her husband killed. And this is the part of it that it didn't make any sense to me. Like you're in jail talking to other people in jail about hiring somebody, all allegedly uh, hiring somebody to kill your husband. You, you think that's a safe environment for that information? Like, but I guess the thinking she she's must in have jail ha- because she shot her husband in the throat. Well, she shot her husband in the throat. Then she bonded out. And then she violated the terms of her release. So she was back in jail. So and what do they kind of look? You know what I mean? You yeah. I, I so she's them. back in jail, right. seeking to finish the job well, again, allegedly. And um, my thought is, like, what would possibly motivate her? And then I thought, I thought she probably thinks that if he gets killed while she's in jail, she's got an alibi. Oh, it's probably the way. <laughs> the, mean, oh, that makes sense. The way yeah. the advanced thinking here is going <laughs> right, is right. probably what she's thinking. And surely nobody would rat her out for trying to hire somebody to is. Is what I'm guessing. Okay, we're not dealing with a you know a chess grandmaster here. So. This person reaches out to us, and at the same time, a narcotics CI comes to one of our detectives and says, hey, this woman's wanting to kill her husband. So then we make contact with the husband and say, this is what's going on. Didn't want him to get surprised or anything. Um, the CI made some controlled calls to David there and discussed the method and how they're going to do it and payment and everything. And um, finally, one CI, Stephanie promises to give one CI $10,000 to kill her husband. So uh, CI is confidential informant, okay? So um, she tries to tell one person, uh, all allegedly, uh, tries to tell one person in jail, you know, hey, kill my husband, finish the job. This guy comes to the center of the sheriff's office and say, hey, I know something, <laughs> as CIs do. And they say, well, let's call the other dude. They talk it through, allegedly, and they uh, get some details and figure it out. And then the way Bob's talking about this, it makes it sound like she's offered another guy the deal. It, he does The way he, you know, and I don't know, could have been one, could have been five. You know, I don't know how much she was talking to people. But, you know, she tells another guy, who is also a CI, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so she's got a knack. You know you know how people say they have, like, gaydar to find the gays, you know, and apparently she's got do not, anti-CIDAR, yeah. you know? So, like, she's she's really bad if I was, at figuring out who's the informant. If I was a bad person, I would totally do this. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm an idiot. So then, okay, Santa Rosa Sheriff's Office, well, let's build a case. So on February 3rd, detectives go to interview Stephanie, and they say, hey, your husband's dead. They give her a fake death notification. I don't think she was too upset about it. To see how she reacts. Um... February 6th, they go back to re-interview her, and she is told that her husband's alive. Did you? And that she and David are getting arrested for criminal conspiracy to commit a capital felony and criminal solicitation to commit a capital felony. Both first-degree charges. Each one can uh, be sentenced up to 30 years for each charge. And you might have first thought, well, I thought they had them on, you know, intent and conspiracy. And, uh, well, yeah, but those aren't capital charges. Typically, you got to actually you know, kill somebody um, or, you know, be involved in something where somebody dies. So that's not how that turns out. So, like I said, it's a love story, but unfortunately for Stephanie, it's not a love story about her husband. It's about Mr. Uh, Bollier there. 
which uh, they both are now under arrest and will face those charges. And she still has to face the aggravated battery charge and the DBI violation charge as well. So, so if you think your love life is bad, <laughs> you know, you can. And so so the, the one thing I was, you know, and pardon me for joking about a very serious subject matter, which it is. But what I thought is, so when she's out the one time she allegedly tries to shoot him and then she's in and then she's back out. And then it's when she goes back in that she tries to hire a guy to kill him. So I don't know at this point, you know, where is he safer from her when she's in or when she's out? You know, I, I guess because when she's out, because then she's actually willing to do something herself. But, oh, my God, you know, like, good Lord. And yet, as we're kind of, you know, we're joking a little bit about this. Can you imagine being him? And this and, and, and being sort of people where this sort of behavior is... I don't know going on, I'll just say. Okay. I one of the one of the things I'm always amazed by when I hear some of these crime stories is I'm like, I do not know anybody <laughs> personally, you know? I mean, and I know a lot of people. You know, and I know some people who are a little bit sketchy, but I don't know anybody where like, oh, did you hear about Jan? You know? <laughs> Jan and Dave, right? I mean, like, no, no. I know people like I I don't know I think people watch Sons of Anarchy and think it's like that everywhere yeah or, or, and maybe it is and we just don't and we're know just unaware we're blissfully people. middle class you know yeah. and we just don't know enough of the wrong people it's middle class five twenty two on News Radio ninety two three I'm Andrew McKay the cost of health care is all in the news tune in this morning at nine on the Pensacola Expert Panel as Pro Health will be the guest and we'll be discussing how the Pro Health Medical Membership Program can help you take out the stress and cost of health care that's this morning at nine as Pro Health will be the guest on the Pensacola Expert Panel the Pensacola Expert Panel nine to eleven weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620 Adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now they're SkyRizzy. Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clearer skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Hi, I'm Terrence A. Gross. As many of you know, I am a local board-certified personal injury lawyer, and I have practiced in this community for almost 40 years. Our law firm handles only people that have been injured due to the negligence of another. Join me this Wednesday at 1030 on Pep Talk as we discuss all aspects of personal injury law. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Listen to News Radio on air at 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, AM 1620, and online at newsradio923.com. Download our mobile app or listen through Alexa. Oh, well, hello there. What's your name? 
Mike Wazowski. Here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? Candlelight vigil being held for the three victims of Monday's mass shooting at Michigan State University today. Uh, that vigil is going to be held tonight. At the, uh, at the campus in Lansing University, officials will be attending that. The 19-year-old gunman that shot 10 people at Buffalo, the... Uh, Buffalo supermarket last year are going to be give, will be given a life sentence today. The self-professed white supremacist recently pleaded guilty to the racially motivated attack. Over a dozen people expected to deliver victim impact statements in court. And California Senator Dianne Feinstein says her career is coming to an end. Uh, yesterday, she said she will not be running for re-election after she finishes her current term. She was elected in 1992. But to be fair, she also said that she didn't know what anybody was talking about when they mentioned to her that her own press office had released the fact that she was going to retire. True. <laughs> <laughs> so what exactly did Diane Feinstein say? And the answer is a bunch of things. Yeah. Because, you know... She's very, very aged, and she's not been fully herself for a little while. I mean, that just is, you know, 89, I think. Is that right? Diane Feinstein, 89? Yes. Yeah. That's right. So she is almost old enough to be president. Okay. What? Oh, (laughs) What does she do? She's a senator. She's 89? California senator. Yeah. In fact, you know what? I don't have it in front of me. I was curious when I heard this story yesterday. I didn't look it up. Uh, I'm going to look it up real quick because I think, I don't want to say it if it's wrong, but I think that she has, let's see. um, What I was wondering is I was wondering if she had been a senator since before I was born. Um, because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think that is the answer. And I'm trying to pull to her up real relative, quick. To be relative, she's almost as old as half the country. You know what I mean? Like half the the, the country's what 250 years old. Oh almost. right, yeah, 200. And she's God, almost. Jeez, the math I got to do real quick. Yeah, whatever. Somewhere 244. Right. She's she's almost half that. Okay, so she was. She's a third as old as our country is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm looking here. God, this. Wikipedia is just not, not all that helpful. Um, she was put in the Senate. Uh, oh, she's only been in the Senate since 1992. So, no, really not that long. I mean, it's still, you know, 30 or uh, 31 years, which is, you know, a right. while. Yeah, it says here, longest serving female in the history of the Senate. Yeah, I believe yeah. that. I believe that. She won a special election. She ran for governor in 1990. No, that's um, great. I, I don't yeah. know her politics or anything. but oh, oh liberal. God, like just- Very, very liberal. Well, it's California, so I'm just, I just yeah. assume everybody is over there. It, it, well, uh, you know, it, that's always weird to me, too, because like Reagan, you know, from California. Oh, I know. You know, Brent it's Lane. like, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other most Republican person. 527 on News Radio. David, thank you so much for the update. 527 here on News Radio 92.3. I uh, got an interesting comment yesterday from uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves during his press conference. Uh, we are, uh, we have been working uh, diligently on ways to improve uh, that, you know, uh, maybe some people um, enjoy seeing all those updates on Facebook, but I know it's, uh, it's, it's difficult on traffic. It's, uh, it's expensive. You know, we don't wish that on anybody, anybody um, to have damage to, to their moving truck or their RV, uh, anything like that. Yeah, so they're looking at ways to fix Graffiti Bridge. And can I be honest with you? I, I think 
we might finally have the mayor to do it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because when we've talked to him a couple times, he seems pretty adamant about trying to do it. And so the newest proposal, and he says specifically, this is phase one of what will be a multi-phase uh, approach, but phase one. The first step we're going to take is we're going we're gonna to formalize that being a no trucks corridor. Uh, it already was on the northbound side. And of course, as you guys know, there's ours already, there is some signage, excuse me, out there already. Um, but it wasn't on the southbound side. So uh, we're going to formalize that no truck corridor. You'll see some additional signage by the end of the week. Uh, that also allows there to be citations written. So they're going to make it a no trucks corridor, which will also allow police oh. to give you a ticket if they catch you there, which, you know, look, if the police can patrol, you know, three mile bridge and give out 21 tickets during rush hour yesterday. Uh, no. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And well, I don't hello, know what, everybody. And I, I don't know what they did during the evening, but, you know, they're sending a message, which is slow down. When I moved <laughs> here, that was a thing. Right. Like they go, you don't drive across three mile bridge. If it's 45, you don't go 46. They'll ticket you. And I was like. I always drive a speed limit. Right. I, you know, it's terrifying. But yeah, you don't and you don't speed it. Can I tell you my guess about this? Yeah. And my guess is that everybody who's been driving across that bridge every day and going, you know, 60, okay, yeah. did it because why? Where would the cops hide? The <gasps> physical practicalities sure, of where sure. would a police officer do radar timing in the construction zone version of the bridge is, you know, you're going to see him uh a mile away, you know, Absolutely. or from the hump, you, you know, sure. hey, there's nobody there. Right. I mean, you know, I'm just thinking like a criminal. Um, and now, well, there's lots of places where they can be. Now, you might still see them, but there's also a lot of weird vehicles around still doing the mop up work and all that. And, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I just think that's like, hey, just like you got places to move for accidents, you got places for police to do timing. So <laughs> they're doing Undercover Pelican. So he says, fantasy. yeah, so he says uh, not only turning it into a no trucks corridor, both directions going toward the bridge. Basically, I guess that'd be Cervantes all the way down to Bayfront, no trucks. Um, but that would also mean that um, it would change on the GPS, so it would start to alert people ahead of time, which has always been part of the problem is that, you know, people from out of town don't know because nothing tells them. And uh, they're working on something more than something more to be, to be announced. What do you have coming up, David? An arrest made in that uh, shooting from back in January. Fox News, I'm Carmen Roberts. Arizona issues evacuation and shelter-in-place orders after a deadly truck accident on I-10 in Tucson yesterday spilled nitric acid. Residents across the city now being directed to turn off their air conditioning to avoid breathing in chemical. Evacuees are still in the dark about when they'll be able to return home. Fox's Brooke Singman. Vigils being held across Michigan to remember the three students shot and killed at MSU Monday night. The motive for the shootings by Anthony McRae remains a mystery. McRae's family members describing him as mentally ill. We're told police in Lansing were also called for a welfare check for McRae just days before the mass shooting. That is now part of the ongoing investigation. Fox's Jeff Manasso at last check the five injured students were still in critical condition fighting for their lives. America's listening to Fox News. And it's 531 at News Radio 923. Good morning. I'm David Wayne. Partly cloudy. It's 66 degrees right now in Pensacola. Scambia County deputies have made an arrest and a shooting death uh, from back in late January. 37 year old Nicholas Pierce arrested uh, on Friday, charged with second degree murder, probation violation, and vehicle theft. On January 30th, deputies were called to a home over on Blue Angel Parkway. That's where they found 23 year old William Sawyer lying face down on a driveway. According to Pierce's arrest report, Sawyer's car was found about a day later torched 
three miles away. Pierce now being held with no bond at the Escambia County Jail. Getting closer and closer to the opening of the Blake Doyle Skate Park underneath I-110. The trajectory right now for the skate park is somewhere in the middle of May of 2023. We expect to have a grand opening event. That update from Mayor D.C. Reeves yesterday. Uh, construction on the $2 million park continues, and once it's open, the park will feature 25,000 square feet of skatable space. It'll also have a beginner area and two skate bowls. One PCC student says the decision by the college to cancel this past weekend's arts performance, uh, fine arts performance, has been met with some criticism on campus. Kids are always talking about it, you know, in class and stuff before class starts and whatnot. Um, it's, there have been arguments. There have been little mini protests that happened as well on campus. And it's just been a very uh, hostile environment, to be honest. And that individual talked with Channel 3 about the incident. The acapella group The King Singers were scheduled to perform Saturday, but the show was canceled on two hours' notice. The group released a statement saying it was canceled over lifestyle concerns, specifically the sexuality of one of the members of the group. PCC released a statement saying that uh, the group was treated with dignity and respect when informed and were paid in full. In addition, they said the college cannot knowingly give an implied or direct endorsement of anything that violates the Holy Scripture. Governor DeSantis reaffirming his vow to reform capital sentencing in Florida. The governor made the declaration exactly five years after the deadly mass shooting at a school in Parkland. DeSantis criticized the decision last year to sentence the confessed shooter to life in prison. He went on to say the state is working on a way to remove the required unanimous jury recommendation for the death penalty. I'm Rick Hoshul. And workers over at Universal Orlando can expect a pay hike soon. President and CEO of Universal's uh, Karen Irwin announced yesterday they're raising their base pay. $2 up to 17 bucks now or the change taking effect in June. It's 5:34 at News Radio 923. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather. Cloudy skies today with a high near 75 degrees, 10% chance of a stray shower. Overnight tonight temperatures dropping near 67. For Thursday showers and thunderstorms are expected to move in, 70% chance of rain especially in the evening and overnight hours. High Thursday 76 degrees, overnight temperatures dropping near 47. For Friday temperatures dropping near 57 degrees for your high and overnight low near 37 degrees. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now it's partly cloudy, 66 in Pensacola. Degree warmer, 67 in Gulf Breeze and 62 in Milton. Our next news at 6 o'clock. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. News Radio 92.3. Now it's time to play Which Host Did This? Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, or Bobby Rossi? This host lived in a van for over six months. Who is it? Time's up. The correct answer is Jenna Barr. Get to know our local hosts by listening to News Radio 92.3. 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Every Volkswagen has style and performance, but there's something else that comes with new VWs from Peak More Imports, and it's called Carefree Coverage. VW Carefree Coverage is standard on VW crossovers and SUVs and includes the first two years of manufacturer maintenance intervals for two years or 20,000 miles, whichever occurs first, and it's free. So with the 2023 Taos S starting from 25641, you're covered with carefree maintenance. The Tiguan S from 28 to 27, it's covered with carefree maintenance. 
Pilots and the seven-passenger Atlas SE with technology from 42632. It's covered with VW Carefree Maintenance. Plus, all of these models are available for 3.9% financing. So go carefree with Carefree Maintenance on your next crossover or SUV from Pete Moore Imports. They're not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Pete Moore Imports, New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Prices before tag, tax, title, and associated dealer fees. Special financing rate for qualifying credit through BCI. See dealer for details. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support. Datarevs.com. Hobbies can be fun and expensive. How about a hobby that's fun and could make you money? Find out tomorrow morning at 10 with Emerald Coast Coins. Hear about precious metals and metal detectors as a great hobby. For nearly 20 years, Emerald Coast Coins has been one of the top-rated businesses in Northwest Florida to buy and sell gold, silver, and the best metal detectors to find treasure. Get more information about this tomorrow morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. All of your local news and talk from dependable host Andrew McKay on your morning drive with Pensacola Morning News 5 to 9 on News Radio 923. Good morning, 538 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's been Scola Morning News. And uh, do remember that uh, PPD, and I assume Gulf Free is going to get involved in this too, are very actively and aggressively ticketing people for speeding on the new span of the bridge because they want you to be safe and they want us all to be safe. So 45 miles an hour, that is the speed limit. It's going to, it doesn't yet quite feel like you should be going 70 because it's still got the, like, the, cr- the cones up and stuff and lane restrictions. But, um, you're driving a bridge where eventually it's going to feel like that, but you don't get to go 60. You know, Sarah, they are enforcing. So just be aware. 538 on News Radio 92.3. They want nothing more than to give out no tickets. That's what they want. They want people to be safe. Okay. Yesterday, I had a chance to talk to uh, Scambia Sheriff Chip Simmons. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. There's you, some hooping and hollering going on. Yeah, you, and, and you've been uh, out for a couple of weeks because you were in Jacksonville at a conference. You were in D.C. working on some stuff. Uh, anything to report from either of those places about things for Scambia County for your office? Well, you know, you go to the um, the winter conferences, the Florida Sheriff's Association winter conference, just a couple of days. And that's why we're in actually south of of, uh, of Jacksonville, just going over some of the latest laws and, and some of the the. I guess some of the things are trickling through the legislature that we might need to be aware of. And then as soon as we got back, they, for some reason, they coordinated both these conferences about the same time. So we went to D.C. And again, the same thing, but on a national level, trying to look at some of the you know, some of the legislation that may be coming through that might affect, you know, how we police our communities. What I always think about something like that is it's not necessarily that you hear something said that you're like, I ought to do that, maybe. Um, but it's more that when you get around other people who do what you do, but they see the world differently, of course, because they have different experiences, it's kind of provokes you to think of things that might be able to be brought back or done differently or, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Is that does that 
Yeah, I mean, we're always willing to, to steal a good idea. I, I'll be honest, though, up in a national one, there's there's some agencies up up in our northern part of our country that we don't want to we don't want to do what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, but, yeah. And, and I feel bad for them. When we went to uh, D.C., a lot of the agencies up north are just envious of how we have it here in Florida, and certainly how we have it here in Escambia County. Uh, most of them are actually picking our brains about the Blazer Academy and some of the, yeah. the movie nights that we have, some of the stuff that we have. Um, you know that they wish they could do. Oh, that's and, great! And, and that they will do. So, but it does benefit you. You you have an opportunity to talk to other agencies and, and see if there's some things that they could do that we can we could use to enhance what we do. No, I I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about: uh, we talked with Eric Gilmore this morning about this, but the uh, text alert, the you know, uh, run, hide, or fight thing that went out. We all kind of know the what happened, what went wrong, and all of that. Um, I, I guess I was surprised to learn that. Y- you guys aren't involved in that do you even have like could you send out an emergency alert or do you have to go through the county if you wanted to do something like that well you know i i didn't even know they were doing it i mean i to be honest i didn't know when we get a call like that our primary goal was to get to the location sure we got a call from nas um and and we we went there we want to make sure that we coordinated our response to that to that um to that location same thing with the the swatting incident we were just trying to get there, yeah. and and until we we get there, we can't tell people whether it's real or not because we have these things uh, too often, you know these these fake calls, and um, so I, I didn't even know that the Scammy County was going to put that out until I started receiving those uh, people coming in. So we, what's going on with this? Yeah, and then we were trying to figure out why the information was inaccurate, and and you you talked to Eric, and and you know he did uh, to his credit say, hey, we messed this thing up. Right, we we right. probably should do try to do a better job. Uh, but could we do it? Uh, we don't have the mechanism to do that at the sheriff's office. We can put you know tweets out. We can put uh, um, press Amber releases alerts. out. We can put um, you know different things from Facebook out. Um, and then we just we did one last week, happening now type stuff. But, yeah. but but we don't put out those types of mercy messages. Very good. Uh, a couple of things that have happened here locally. Uh, one that's been the, the most in the news the last uh, day or so is we had a uh, a very young child at Montclair Elementary. Uh, had a gun in a backpack, but it wasn't loaded. But still, I mean, a gun at school for an elementary age kid, that's concerning. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we're, we're looking into that. We're still investigating it on, um, you know, we have some information, obviously, um, on how the child got the gun and, and what, what led him to get it to, you know, bring it to school. But again, it's a six-year-old uh, that, that's bringing a loaded gun into the, into the house. So what we're looking for into the school, what we're looking at is, is how did the child have access to the weapon? Sure. And is that, does that meet a criminal threshold? And, and should, we, uh, should we charge someone for, for having a gun that's so readily accessible to a six-year-old? Yeah. And again, uh, kids can be mischievous and, and they can they can get uh, to a lot of places that we're not aware of. So, you know, that's part of what we're investigating. And then we'll decide to determine whether we should uh, initiate an affidavit or not. You've also had a handful of um, sort of car chase, foot chase events happen. I know one of them involved uh, Quentin Goldson. There were a couple of others as well. Um, any of these cases that you want to talk about specifically about what happened or? Well, we go to Quentin Golson. Um, we had tried to stop him a couple of days earlier. We knew he's been wanted. You, you saw the list of all of the felonies that he was wanted for, like a list of, I think we mentioned eight of them on our post, but there were a couple more that we didn't even mention. But every time we tried to stop him, he would just take off, and, and he would just, without regard to anyone's safety. And so a couple of times we've, you know, we've canceled the chase, and a couple of times um, we, tried to, we tried to stop him. This last couple of days ago, we tried to stop him. Because um, I, I put out, we're not we're not playing with these criminals. We we have yeah. got to stop them. 
there's you know we, we always take the safety of the community in, in into consideration and and we we weighed that and like you know what this guy's a danger to our community and he's not going to stop he's in and the next time a deputy gets behind him he's going to do this again he's going to go as fast as he can through a stop sign or red light and so we need to do what we can when we have the opportunity to to stop him so he was just actually like the third one that we've that we have um intentionally stopped and by intentionally i mean bumped him mm-hmm. and, and did our best to to stop this dangerous criminal and and we're not playing with them we're, we're going to do what we have to do our deputies do a fantastic job out there i mean we if you recall a week or two ago we had a a, a car that they rammed two of our police cars yeah. at the gas station right, the right. guy had guns right there with him as well and then we had one um just last week that we, that we stopped as well we we um we turned them around a little bit spun them in an intersection and um in the floorboard of the car was this big old uh you know assault type pistol with a with a drum mm-hmm. magazine and you know, we ended up catching that guy too so you know we've had a couple of good three weeks of um of putting some bad guys where they belong yeah. in, the, in the jail and all of our deputies have been okay all the citizens have been okay yeah we bumped up a, a, a couple of cars but i'll i'll um i'll fix myself if i have to they can they can be they can repair yeah I mean, we, <laughs> have, okay. we have we have good bumpers on our cars <laughs> and and again i i just don't want these criminals <laughs> excuse me we had the audacity um of a criminal a couple about a year or so ago complain to a supervisor that the deputy chased him and he wasn't supposed to chase him he thought he knew our policy that, that, that the deputy should have stopped because his argument was that the deputy didn't follow your chase policy he was complaining to the sergeant i thought you had to stop when oh i ran a god. stop sign oh my god that's the mentality that these people have and and the problem is the next deputy or police officer that tries to stop them they're going to take off and endanger the lives of our citizens and and we're not going to have any of it well and and, and of course that's one of the unintentional byproducts of having a publicly known chase policy is you know mm-hmm. they criminals listen to the news and read the newspaper or at least they hear it through the grapevine or whatever you know and sometimes that's a consequence of course of doing the right thing you had done a press conference and you and i had talked or maybe it wasn't you and i but i know you did the press conference and you had talked about this string of shootings that we had and um you know one of the incidents in that string was you had found a basically a person found shot inside a car that was stolen that was burned over on blue angel it looks like you've made an arrest in that case is that right we have yeah if you recall um there was a body found on blue angel in a little isolated road off blue angel and then the car uh itself was found burned up mm-hmm. um and our investigators were on it again again I, I couldn't be more proud of the work that they're doing we arrested nicholas bronson pierce um and raised 37 year old male and he we arrested him for the you know for that homicide so um fortunately that's the only homicide we've had in in, in you know a couple of months i guess so, uh, which, which is, by the way, it's, it's an important note. We've had incidents of shootings and alleged shootings, but this is the only homicide we've had in a while, which is still, right. at the, I mean, all of it's not good, but the fact that it's only one out of what could have been more, that's a, you know, we'll take well, you that. Know that. Yeah, there are some things that are out of our control. You know, we talk a little bit about the causes of these of these homicides, and, and two-thirds of them are, are drug-related, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, greed related and then one third of them are domestic violence related and those are difficult for us to be right. again, inside someone's home um, but but yeah I think that that some of the people that we're putting in jail the our cooperation with some of our federal federal partners and just really the darn good police work that that our, our guys are doing 
um, in our, our gun crimes unit, in our warrant section. Uh, we're getting some, like I said, the last three car chases, we've we've been able to get some some bona fide bad guys off the street, a lot of guns off the street, and, and you got to think that that's making a difference. I, I, I feel like that's making a difference. Um, you know, it, it's not going to stop at all, but we're going to be out there every day, you know, continuing to push for it. Absolutely. Uh, you've uh, been in the news a little bit lately for something that you and I have talked about before, uh, the Just shot lately, spotter. I'm yeah, I mean, every, oh, that's true. That's, no, that's true. Uh, you, I see a lot of you on Channel 3. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, how... What I recall about the shot spotter technology that Mobile's been using is one of the challenges is having enough of a population density in order to justify the cost in the minimum amount of area that you have to buy to subscribe to the service or kind of some of the parameters. Um, I mean, how close are we to trying to implement that? And do you have locations already figured out where you want to do it? Yeah, we have locations. Again, they go by like square miles. And like yeah. you said, we it needs to be worth your while. If you if you put it way up in in, in Brat somewhere, we you know you may get a hunting rifle a time or two, but you're right. not really going to get a lot of uh, a lot of just random gunplay. I think that uh, we do have well, we do have the locations that are, are, are pinpointed. Um, but I, let me tell you, there, the shot spotter to me is part of a, t- a twofold process and really a secondary to our real time crime center that we're that we're, we've been working on. We should have by the end of the year. The shot spotter will be a part of that, and we're partnering. I have had a couple of conversations with with uh, Mayor Reeves, um, and and we understand the value of having a partnership. So, we're we're working with um, uh, Alex Andrade, representative, and trying to get a an appropriation from the from the state for the shot spotter part of that. And quite honestly, if we don't get an appropriation for the for the shot spotter, we're probably not going to do that because it's pretty expensive. Again, it's yeah, it's very expensive for what for what it gives you. Yeah. Now, if it's something that we can get some some help from the state, you know, to to fund it, then I'm all in. I want, I want to do that. But the, the real-time crime center, to me, is more important than the shot spotter part of it because it helps you with every single crime. And, and shot spotter just it, it doesn't always you know help you solve the crime. So I have a, I have a weird <laughs> question that the answer is probably no, but it just occurs to me. Um, Escambia County is building this uh, advanced traffic management system center you know, over on W Street by the EOC. And I just wondered if there's any effort to coordinate the crime center with the traffic center if only because you know they're going to be able to control lights and things like that that might facilitate some of the get to the scene sort of stuff that you guys deal with is that even something that you guys are looking at i i hadn't even thought of it till now so you probably i don't know well yeah no we're, we're going to get with as if, if you recall some of the conversations the the real-time crime centers are we're not the first one to have it sure. i mean uh Okaloosa, Bay County, some of the smaller counties around us, Mobile, Baldwin County, they all have these these things. We've just been a little bit behind the times, um, and, and, and now we're, we're getting up to speed rather quickly. And what we're going to do is once we get this, uh, the core, which we've already ordered, and, and I believe it's, it's coming in, uh, if it's not in already, um, and then we're going to build this up, and then we're going to we're going to uh, make those contacts about who we want to integrate with us. Okay. Again, we talked to Mayor Mayor Reeves about some of the cameras that are in the city. Um, we're going to approach the school district about about having access oh, to yeah. the schools, Makes uh, sense. all the schools. And this, again, it's not just what what this is what other agencies do. This is right. the, the model for the real time crime center, and so we're going to do that. And then obviously with a you know uh, potentially Department of Transportation and in the Skimmy County, whatever cameras they have. Um, you know, it should it, it, our system will be able to accommodate all of those, and to have a, a, a robust crime uh, crime center like like we're going to have, then you need to have as many cameras as, yeah. as you can tied well, into and, them. You know, not just for getting to a place, but for chases and I mean, all of it seems like it. You know, there's no downside to being able to integrate if you can right. with that information. Well, the cameras already exist, so, right? So let's let's go ahead and integrate, and we already have access to to some of the cameras in the, in the school district. So it's not it's not brand new. I mean, I I, I can't imagine anyone. 
not agreeing to to work right. with the sheriff's office. Of and if, if 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 someone doesn't, then we'll. You know, I'll, I'll question why right here on your show. Fair enough. You know, this is well, Sheriff, uh, always good to have you on the show. Thanks so much for what you do. Of course, thanks for keeping us safe. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. You bet. Y'all take care. Sheriff. Absolutely. 551 on News Radio 92.3. You know, when I talk about Porsche, Mercedes, BMW, Audi, Genesis, Jaguar, Lexus, good cars. Obviously, you pay a little bit more to get them because you expect them to be what they are, right? Well, you do not have to pay more to service them. You don't have to take them to the dealership. You don't have to drive it over to Mobile if that's where the dealership is, the time and the distance and all the fun that that can be. Uh, No, you can take them right here on Davis Highway to Bobby Likas Auto Service. They work on all of those cars all of the time, no problem. Same with your diesel engines. Okay, that's something that's just a little bit different. And, you know, not everybody loves it. And you might think, well, I got to take that to the dealership. No, you don't. You can go to Bobby Likas Auto Service with those cars. No problem. Uh, They were rated a 2021 Carfax top rated service center, 4.5 average reviews or above. And their philosophy is they want to see you routinely. So they get to know you, you know, but also just to prevent the big stuff, because the best way to prevent the big stuff is to be looking at that car and changing, the, you know, the oil and the filters and all that kind of stuff routinely. And then you'll prevent the catastrophic things from happening. You do the scheduled preventative maintenance. You avoid the big stuff. That's kind of the goal. Their website, carclinicservice.com, like a healthcare clinic for your car, or you can just stop by Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. Parents usually know if their children will argue over their inheritance but this can be prevented. I'm Wesley Odom with Armada Advisors. No one wants to see their wealth wasted away because of poor planning. I've assisted several clients with estate planning ideas and sometimes have served as trustee or executor upon their death. Give me a call at 497-6167. Armada Advisors is charting a better course. Sometimes the easiest upgrades make a home feel brand new, and new flooring is often one of those updates. Swapping worn out floors or dated looking carpet for luxurious wood look vinyl plank is a quick and affordable way to transform a dated space into a modern home you can be proud of. With the largest selection of in-stock vinyl plank flooring at the guaranteed lowest price, Home Outlet is the destination for all of your home remodel needs. Visit the team at your local 100% employee-owned Home Outlet today. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. Stream us online at newsradio923.com or download the News Radio Pensacola app. Honey, do you think KFC is still open? <laughs> See, I, I know I've gotten a good sound clip. When Candy's like, what's that term? And she's like, oh, wait, wait, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, it's, it's old school. I'm like, right yeah, when he's, when he's, right when he's, you know, when everybody's, uh, when everybody's not chasing after him as he's streaking through town. <laughs> I love 
stop it. Hey, Snoop, you can bring me. your fancy hat. Yeah, that's a great movie. Uh, it, you know, it's it. not. It That was one. So we've been kind of rewatching old movies that are funny also to grab sound clips. But that one did not hold up so well. You it know? doesn't. It's, it's not, not as a, it's funny. Not, it's just not as funny as a lot of the others that Will Ferrell was in. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom this morning uh, with our headlines. David? Well, as first reported by Andrew McKay and now confirmed by a top U.S. general, the first missile filed, <laughs> fired at that unidentified object over Lake Huron missed its target. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley said yesterday the first shot landed safely in the water, but second shot from the F-16 did hit. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, no, it's just in the water. And I'm like, you left a missile in the lake? <laughs> You get where that's worse, right? Bottom of Lake Huron. Okay, fine. Somebody in a John boat's going to be magnet fishing over there for sure. You know they're going to be out. Let's get it first. And uh, crews are still working to remove the debris from the object itself as well. And alarming. Can you just for a second, okay? You know, like when the sailfish sign got damaged, and you know we had to replace it, and we auctioned the old sign off, and a lot of people bid on that sign as a trophy. That's right. Right? There's one at the RV park out on the beach. There's one on the uh, bar as you're going into town, Mm -hmm. going into the beach, and all that. Tell me that the people that live near Lake Huron aren't, like, itching to have their bar be the home of the Sidewinder missile. No, oh, you know they are. <laughs> yeah. Hey, come in the back room through the beads. Let me show you something. That's right. Just Here's some of those the, chemicals, too, yeah. that spilled in. <laughs> right. Just past the active Sidewinder here. Uh, an alarming number of animals apparently now dying over by the side of that Ohio train derailment. Officials with the Ohio uh, Department of Natural Resources said 4,000 fish have been uh, have been killed in four waterways. This is over near East Palestine. Uh, the EPA says they've identified three new chemicals at that site. And Pharrell Williams has a new job. He's uh, now taking over as Louis Vuitton's new men's creative director. Uh, Louis Vuitton chairman and CEO Pietro Beccari made that announcement. He says he's uh, glad to welcome Pharrell back home after collaborations they had in 2004 and 2008. That wow. weirdly seems about right to me. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, he's a pretty stylish guy, right? And I mean, that, yeah, that seems about right to me. Okay. All right. Fair. And, and certainly Louis Vuitton is helping to capitalize on his. I'm not really name sure what Louis Vuitton uh, really makes that a lot of men would. Uh, well, that's be the goal here to is to make them, is to raise the brand awareness for the men and to expand their market to uh, people not like me who would be likely to buy <laughs> right. men's Louis Vuitton gear. <laughs> the frugal man may not. Uh, Do they make flip-flops and cargo shorts? I'm not sure if Louis Vuitton is exactly <laughs> in my uh, fashion range. So No, dude, same and same. I know. I, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, they make purses, but that's only because of the songs. Right, so, well, and yeah. they do make, you know, purses and leather gear and whatever. So, I, But, you know, now you've exhausted my knowledge on uh, Louis Vuitton. So. Thanks a lot, David. David, well done. <laughs> 558. You know, I'd be the I'd be the person where where somebody would say like, you know, well that's not a real Louis Vuitton, that's a knockoff and I'd be like I didn't care either way in the first place. Yeah, right. You know, it looks the same yeah. to if me. If I've got it, it's and neither totally one a of them knockoff. is going to be on me. So, <laughs> if I have a coach, good. I bought it in Cozumel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nice from a guy at a table. <laughs> so it's like coach with an e on the end. C o a c h e. You know, no, the inside. Yeah, I do have I a coach, and I did buy it in Mexico, and it's not real. You can, can you, you tell by the no, inside. You can tell the difference. Like if you have them right in front of you side by side, it's hard I mean, to tell. It's, I mean, it's, but it's you know, and I'm sure you know people who know know, but. Um, yeah, for the uh, what extra ninety percent of the cost, the difference between the knockoff and the you know the real one, which by the way, just I don't know why, but we're in this the subject area. You know that knockoff merchandise is like the uh, the gateway illegal behavior that creates the pipelines through which they do human smuggling. 
Like it's yeah, it's like people who want their their knockoff purses and their watches and all that uh, made in these countries where you have to smuggle it into the U.S. That creates the distribution networks through which they now move massive amounts of well, you know, people, but also you know, drugs. Obviously, it's a lot easier to move drugs. But that the I've, many times I've heard from law enforcement folks that the demand for illegal goods is one of the key reasons we have, for example, human smuggling. Local talk in the afternoon with Bobby Rossi, 4 till 7 is on. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson's got a love story for us also. The trial for one of the five men accused in the death of Ladarius Clarity is beginning soon. We'll have those stories and more after this update from Fox News right here on News Radio 92.3. They still don't know what triggered his rampage. 